Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, folks. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Pyle, and I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my Melting Pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Sarah. Hi. Thank you so much for finding the time to talk to me. I would, to start with, like to get to know a little bit about you. Um, and I'm sure my listeners would like to do the same. So um, are you originally from the UK? I am. So my parents came to the UK uh, by way of East Africa, Kenya. Okay. okay. And um, and I, me and my brother were born um, in the UK. Oh, okay, great. So when did you move to New York? Um, 1999. Oh, so you've been here for a while. Yeah, it's uh, time flies. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a very different life, isn't it? As compared to London, or do you um, find a lot of similarities? I, I think there are some differences, but there are also a lot of similarities. Right. Um, I've been to other parts of the US, and I find there is a synergy in the mindset between you know people from London and people in New York, more specifically. Okay, yeah, because I guess both um, cities are, they are like, my show. My show's called Melting Pot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. I think both That's right. cities are, are pretty similar. Um, okay, so let's talk about your passion for food. Yeah, so, you know, I grew up in a food family. Um, okay. In London, our family had a pizza factory. Ah. So I was always around that dialogue from a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say every member was very, very actively involved in food, whether it was my uncles, my mum, my grandmother, um, not so much in the business, but at home, even my dad. Okay. Um, so it was definitely in the background. Um, however, um, if you had sort of told me 20 years ago that you will be in food at some point in your life, I would have just never believed it. Right. Um, so it was really a journey that kind of organically unfolded for myself. Right. Um, and um, and so here I am now. Okay. So what is it that you do? So um, I'm a graduate from the French Culinary Institute in okay. Soho, okay. and um, from there I went on to doing some food writing. 
Um, I also, I love the writing, but I felt like I was developing an estranged relationship with actually being with the food, touching the food, smelling it, just that multi-sensory experience. The hands-on. The hands-on. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. from there, um, you know, it really evolved. My work evolved into, um, you know, cooking classes, intimate okay. cooking classes that I host from my home. Okay. Um, and, and so, you know, that's... Uh, and I also have a food blog, which was actually where a lot of this started. Mm-hmm. Um, it started very casually just sort of documenting my kitchen chronicle so to speak so once I had my kids um, I was in the kitchen a lot more and that's when I started documenting it and from there I sort of felt like okay this is something that feels more than just a ritual it's something that I feel really passionate about right and so it changed so what kind of food um, you know what what's sort of your strength what is it that you enjoy cooking the most Um, and when you have so they're workshops or class classes? I mean, how so they're would... demo based classes. Okay. Um, and so basically, it's between six to eight people at okay. a time. They're intimate. Okay. Um, I'm very adamant that this is my client's me time. Right. And so you know, there it's sort of a sensory experience. It's um, it is experiential, and you kind of that's where they come to just get to throw their things down and totally unwind and just connect with each other in the class and right. with themselves. And do they normally know each other? or? Um, or I have all kinds all of groups. Kinds of so groups, I have right. some where they don't know each other and I right. have some that have actually, it's called, they're called my Friday girls. Right. And they've been coming to me every Friday now for the past seven years. Wow, so, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah unless yeah. We, one of us is traveling, we meet every Friday, okay. just like an exercise regimen. You yeah. Know, so, so. <laughs> and what kind of food? Um, so, you know, I basically, um, it took me a while to figure this out initially, um, but really it's globally inspired, but quick and easy. Okay. Um, so it's the way that we all today like to eat because we have access to, to so much more. I mean, even for me being in New York and to see the progress and to see what is so easily accessible, you know, now versus 20 years ago, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, so I, f- I feel like some of those experiences that we seek outside in a restaurant, um, well, I show people how to make it faster, easier in their kitchens at home. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's all, uh, Life is also so... It's very easy to step out. And, mm-hmm. you know, because there's, like you're saying, there's so much available out there. Yeah. Um, to just step out and say, okay, this is nice and easy. Yeah. But to be able to do nice and easy at home, yeah, it's definitely... It's, it's interesting. Um, and, a yeah. lot, and a lot of people are now trying to, to do it. So mm-hmm. if you're able to bring that in, um, it's, it's great. Um, someone was mentioning to me that you've also, you've been on a food network. Yeah, so I, it's, it inter- like <laughs> it's interesting, or, yes. Yeah. So the Food Network's a big uh, food TV channel um, out here in the US. Okay. So I'm probably one of the least competitive people I know. It just triggers something within me and it's something I've always avoided and school races and all the rest. Right. Yet somehow, since I've gotten into food, I've been pulled into three televised cooking competitions. So one was on the Food Network. It was a primetime show called Rewrapped. Okay. Um, where they gave you, and you didn't know what it was ahead of time, I, these iconic sort of 1970s uh, American snacks and you had to the, the first round you had to 
recreate the snack, make it from scratch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second round was to then reinvent, so take that snack and incorporate it into a dish where the snack also gets to speak. So you don't want to hide it, you kind of want to bring it to the foreground. Um, and so that was fun. That was one. And then I did another one for TV Asia, um, okay. which was, you know, again, very interesting. And they had um, some very interesting people from the, the Indian food scene, like Sanjeev Kapoor, Kunal Kapoor, who flew in to come and judge uh, the competition. So that was another one that I had done. Okay. And how um, far did you go? Uh, I won that one. So that was fun. I drew drew on the the Food Network, but then lost on presentation. And the first one I ever did, which is actually the dearest to my heart, it probably got the least visibility, but um, it was an AOL show called Mom vs. Masters. And this was pre-culinary school. And um, you you compete with a master chef. So mine was Chef Floyd Cardoz, who has a bunch of restaurants in the city. And actually... Uh, all over, I think Bombay as well. And we competed on kebabs. Okay. Um, so I use my grandma's recipe, and then they have um, a panel of judges to our culinary uh, personalities, and mm-hmm. then one is your own child. And oh, it was really cute. Yeah. My son was five, Krish, yeah. he was five at the time. Yeah. And they had a professional plate them, because clearly, you know, a novice's uh, presentation is not going to yeah. pair up to yeah. a, a professional's. And, yeah. uh, and I won that one, but I think what was, you know, because no one knew who made what in terms of the panel of judges, but right. just to see my son sit there, and even when the competition was over, he just kept sort of gnawing away at the, the green chili kebabs I'd made. So right. it was... Uh, <laughs> And are cute. your kids involved in cooking as well? Do they like Oh, it? yes, they, they are involved. Um, so you've got two boys. I've got it? two boys. And how old are they? So I have Veer, who's 11, and okay. Krish is 14. Oh. Um, but they've been into food from, I would say, day one. And I thank my mother-in-law and my mum for right. encouraging me right. um, not to dumb it down and yeah. to give them what we eat. Right. Um, so I think they develop that palate very, very early on. You know, it starts with kitchery and yeah. then it goes on to other things. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, they are my harshest critics at time, but I do actually take on board uh, their, their feedback, you know, pretty seriously because when I get it right and then I teach that then to a class, yeah. I, I go in knowing that, all right, this one is uh, bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah. And, um, and also someone was mentioning to me that you've got this organic kitchery. Yes. Um, so what, what exactly is that? So you're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Pio, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. So one of my, uh, at one of my classes, um, I met a lovely lady um, who, you know, I hadn't met before my class and, yeah. you know, we kind of connected mm-hmm. and we decided that we were going to start a business together. It just felt right. Right. And, um, you know, she actually, her name's Channi Prasad, and mm-hmm. she has a, an ongoing background in Ayurveda. Okay. And, you know, 
we decided to bring our heads together and come yeah. up with a line of Ayurvedic grab-and-go meals. Right. Um, so we have you know, done a soft launch of um, our first line of products, which are kitchery. Okay. So we have three flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a butternut squash with coconut and um, kaffir lime. Right. Uh, we have another one, which is with spinach and mint, and they're the classic rice and uh, dal. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then we have a third one, which is quinoa, um, and lentil with green chickpeas. So we've really taken, you know, just the way that we like to eat in this metropolitan environment and embracing the sense of seasonality and, and incorporate it with, you know, what our grandmothers did. Right, right. Um, and um, so is there a brand name for it? Yes, it's the Dancing Elephant. The Dancing Elephant? Yes. And how do you package them? I mean, are they like... Um, in, in containers? Or, yes. Yeah? So uh-huh. they are going to be, uh, well, they are currently grab-and-go single-serve oh. containers. Okay. Um, we are actually moving it to a frozen uh, ready meal line because, you know, shelf life is always a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. But we were adamant that we did not want to add anything um, in our list no, of ingredients. No that, preservatives. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, freshly frozen, it's, it's a very old concept that we've been using for, for many, many years to preserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, that's, uh, that's going to be the next round. Okay. So do you prepare everything in your kitchen or do you have a centralized yes. kitchen? Um, no, so no. we were actually making everything out of a commissary. Um, So it's a centralized kitchen. We are now moving it to a co-packing facility so that then it frees us up to work on more product development. Um, And again, even with the co-packers, the the co-packers that we will be working with are very much aligned to our values and have like-minded businesses that they also co-pack for. Okay, okay. Interesting. So you said now it's just been um, a soft launch. And yes. So you know when are you going to be out there with a bang? Um, so <laughs> we will be. The elephant will be out there in a very big bang. I would say in January. So, you know, what we've done right now is a soft launch, and we were very excited. It was a proof of concept for us, for our husbands, who are our investors, (laughs) and, um, you know, and from then, and really to gather some data and see what's working, what's not. Yeah, because I think feedback, um, you know, not just from the family, but when it's out there, it's it's very, very relevant. So It's very relevant, and, you know, that is one of our our tenets, is that we, we want to be the brand that listens and mm-hmm. takes on board and mm-hmm. you know we have our values but there is a place where you get to be that individual but you also get to be part of that community right. and that's very much um, the dancing elephant spirit um, in the food space in the food space mm-hmm. yeah and um, have you not thought of um, everybody does today vlogging you did say that you have a blog right yes <clears throat> but have you not thought of vlogging because you know, then I guess you'll reach out to a larger audience. Right. Which uh, which would also be interesting. Yeah, right? So, and that's the exciting part, what we do um, with the Dancing Elephant and what I do with my own brand, which is Chef Syrah, is that, you know, we get to wear every hat. And it's really exciting because it means that you're just learning so much about so many areas of of the business from the social media side to the product development, um, recipe development, uh, strategy. But at the same time, it means it 
just sometimes some of it can take a bit longer because yeah. you're sp yeah. you know at least from our experience we get spread so thin mm -hmm. um, but I think vlogging has I mean it has gives us tremendous opportunities yeah. and yeah. Uh, something I'm looking forward to uh, understanding and also logistically figuring out how to sort of incorporate this into what I'm already doing. Yeah, which <laughs> seems like a lot. Yes. <laughs> uh, so how many classes do you, I know you said you have your Friday yes. class, yes. Um, but other than that, during the week, do you have any more classes? So I do three classes a week. Um, two are from, lot. it's a yeah, lot. It's I love lot. it though. Yeah. I thrive on it because, yeah. you know, it's, um, it's such an exciting moment to, you know, to see. I mean, I'm seeing my clients and they're really transformed over the period of, you know, seven years to, to presently, the newer clients that I have. And yeah. I think it's because, you know, sometimes just working with a new ingredient, you know, yeah. whether it's sumac, I mean, it doesn't even need to be something really extravagant. It can really transform if those are the ingredients that you typically use yeah. uh, in the kitchen it changes your relationship to yourself. You know, I feel that when I first sort of got acquainted with preserved lemons yeah. um, and all of a sudden it, it just made me feel differently about myself in the kitchen and what I was going to put on the table and the aromatics in my home. Mm. Um, and I think it also changes that perception, whoever it is that is doing the cooking, whether it's, you know, uh, the spouse or, you know, even the kids as they get older. Yeah. I think just yeah. empowering people with those moments mm. of, um, okay doesn't just need to work in this dish and what else can I do with it yeah. um, all yeah. those moments make it really exciting yeah, um, so it never that. feels like work yeah. and I've been really blessed with amazing clients so mm -hmm. it's actually that even that interaction so that sort of also motivates you right yeah to, to want to do more to yes. want to experiment yeah absolutely yeah, because I think food you know comes from um, something that comes from within Mm -hmm, absolutely. You know, and the moment you think that it's a chore, um, it reflects on the taste and the flavors. Absolutely. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. That's that's interesting. Mm. Anything else that you want to share? Um, you know, in terms of what it is that you do, and any sure. anything interesting that may have happened other than those shows that you mentioned. Um, yeah, well, you know, I think, um, I mean, I've had, I've had some really, really interesting people uh, walk through my home. Um, and in terms of just their backgrounds, it's been a wide gamut, you know, from someone who has stayed at home to raise their children to, right. you know, Bollywood actors, you know, people in the media, uh, TV personalities, doctors. Mm. Mm. And I think that what food does is it becomes a common denominator. And it becomes a very, very human moment. Yeah. And I think that that is the part that I'm greedy and I just can't get enough of that. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's really, um, it's just really exciting to kind of get a, a window into how someone else thinks. Yeah. And that comes yeah. through a conversation that's pretty benign. You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. food yeah. and it's yeah. a place of love. And I think that it just, it's very disarming. Mm. So I would say that that's been... For me personally, the biggest gift mm -hmm. um, from it all. I think, the, you know, if there's one thing I would like to encourage is, um, you know, there are people who are really afraid and, you know, they kind of label themselves as, oh, I don't know how to cook. And it's right. just a very finite mindset. It's a very finite way of thinking. Mm -hmm. 
And I would just like to invite them just to let go of that because I think when you let go of that and yes, we're all going to make mistakes. I don't even really like to look at them as mistakes. Actually, sometimes some of my biggest mistakes have turned into my biggest blessings because it's actually changed the way I've made something. I'm like, wow, this is so much better. Um, But just letting go, um, just showing up and just letting go, I think is you get to explore a whole nother side to yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, these are very primal instincts that are very satisfying to us. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we have to give it that chance. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So for for the Indian listeners, uh, could you name a couple of Bollywood stars that, or actors or whoever that may have walked through your kitchen? I'm not sure. I would love to, but we we do have. A, I I have to just respect their privacy. But but they are a celebrity couple. They're okay. both uh, very well known actors. Okay. And yeah, that's that's that's. that's <laughs> I, mean, I was just um, you know just. Oh, of course, for them. I I absolutely uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Thank you so much, um, Thank you. Sarah, for talking to me. I mean, we could clearly go on for another 30 minutes, yes. but you know, we have to, with podcasts, I guess, maybe I can do, the next time I'm in New York, I can do a part two. Absolutely, it'd be a pleasure <laughs> to have you again. By then, I'm sure there'll be a lot, a lot of other exciting things that may have happened, so, so I'm looking forward to the part two. Thank you, likewise. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Sarah is someone whose passion for food is just so remarkable. To me, the way she talks about food is like she's referring to a living soul. She has achieved so much with her craft and has such a calm demeanor, which to me is so rare and refreshing. Her journey from London to Italy to France and eventually to New York must have been such a great learning. Also, the way she mentions on her website, it enabled her to deepen and add layers to her approach to food. That's remarkable. I like the way she says how Dancing Elephant is a brand that listens. I sadly did not get a chance to sample it, but can't wait for my next trip to be able to try some. Do check out her website, chefsaira.com, and if you happen to be in New York and a foodie, would be worth attending one of her workshops. I'm sure you heard the police sirens in the background, which, as you know, is an integral part of New York City. Time to say bye for now. Do join me for another exciting episode of A Melting Pot from a different part of the world. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.